Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536. And Allison Chains are back. Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Hey, I'm headed down to the brand new Connecticut River Marina, downtown Springfield. Want to go? Right now? Yeah. I'm well, going to wait until it's built. Oh, okay. And then we can go. Or you can go. <laughs> yeah. In fact, why don't you ride your bike down up in the, uh, in the north end? I'll head down. Yeah. I yeah. see nothing wrong with Live that. Live report. Like what's uh, going to be built at I some like, point. I like those places. That's where you get the sauce, right? The marina sauce. I think you're thinking of marinara. Nah. And that would be more in the south end of town. You know what I'm really worried about? Monkey pox. Mm-hmm. Eight new cases of monkey pox in Massachusetts. Got to be careful of that kind of stuff. Yeah, we got a health official weighing in on that later on, too. Is that something we need to worry about? Yeah. All right. All right. So there's that and a lot of other stuff today, too. It's 537. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550. And Led Zeppelin with back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It is, uh, it's going to be uh, kind of toasty today. Sunny, humid, and a high of 93. Yum. Tomorrow, thunderstorms with a high of 83. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Give me that toot toot. Go to beep beep. R. Kelly, uh, his lawyers, laid it on thick in a letter written to the judge about his fortune. They say he's uh, losing his $900 million fortune over this whole thing. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, I know. Where's the uh, Where's that tiny little violin that I had that I was rubbing together with my fingers? Let me uh, run this past you. Yeah. That $900 million. What would that work out uh, for all of his many victims? Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to work out at all. Uh, I don't even know where that money goes. Well, based on the numbers, they... I would imagine every victim gets 20 bucks. Uh, it, the letter noted that the singer was a 55-year-old African-American man with diabetes and other health concerns. So they're saying, don't take away all of my money. Just take away a little bit of it. Dude, you're going to be in prison for 30 years. They'll take care of you. Yeah. People in prison are going to teach him the toot toot. Let him know that beep beep. (laughs) Say, Ben, I'm going to get wrong. (laughs) You know what? You got to separate the art from the artist. It's a great song. It's just you can't play it anymore. It's one of those like taboo things. You don't want to. Yeah, it's not like people are playing uh, reruns of Fat Albert on yeah, TV. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's really not that great of a song. Uh, Taylor Swift is reportedly engaged. Damn in it. what? In a relationship. Oh, okay. Uh, to her boyfriend, Joe Alwyn. He's an English actor. You might know him from The Favorite. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. They've been together for at least five years. According to a source, they've been engaged for a few months, but only people in their inner circle know and now they've been sworn to secrecy. Taylor won't even uh, wear her ring in public. Uh, quote, they want their love to stay away from the cameras as much as possible. This mm. is just for them. But and as soon as it ends, that's when she's going to write a bunch of very angry songs about that dude. Well, that's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, that's probably. Although, it is kind of interesting to see, out of all the relationships that were so public with her, this is the one that's not that public. So maybe. Maybe it's the this, real thing. This is the one. Uh, and and if and when they do exchange vows, there most definitely won't be any Vogue, Rolling Stone, or Hello magazines there. It'll be a simple and elegant like them. 
They've been together for a while. I mean, I remember back when I was a part of an adult contemporary station, you know, that plays that kind of music. We were talking about that like four or five years ago. They've been together a while, I think. You know, I don't know much about the guy, but she's worth $400 million. Mm-hmm. This yeah, guy, he's not. May have struck the jackpot. Yeah, you ever see he's her? Taylor ha- Swift, rich bitch. Did you ever see her house in uh, Newport? Uh, yes, actually, I have. There was there was somebody who broke broke into that one time. They scaled the wall. Big fan. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, but she had a problem with the people walking to the public beach through her property, yep. and then she had to like make a walkway for them to get there because she couldn't block off the ocean. I didn't know you couldn't do that. Well, apparently, uh, yeah, you, you can't put a fence uh, in the Atlantic Ocean and get away with it. No. You really it actually can't. gets washed away by the by the waves. Uh, a lot of people are upset that Tim Allen didn't do Buzz's voice in the new Lightyear, but Tim doesn't seem all that bothered. In an interview with Extra, he said, quote, I've stayed out of this because the brass that did the first four movies is not this. It's a whole new team that have really had nothing to do with the first movies. He added that... Uh, there's really no Toy Story buzz without Woody. It's a wonderful story. It just doesn't seem to have any connection to the toy. It has no relationship to Buzz. But he also said he had wished there was more of a connection. Well, there you go. Why are we talking to a guy who's not even in the movie? Well, listen, you've had like six different actors play Batman. Why couldn't you have two different actors playing Buzz Lightyear? Good point. Well, don't they do that with a lot of like the sequel stuff in the in the straight to DVD? Yeah. Uh, like they're not gonna get uh, what's her name? Uh, like for the frozen, there was a frozen thing that didn't have. What's the one I like? What's her name? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah, there was one of those things that didn't have her voice in it. But it was like, yeah, so what? The point it gets across. The kids don't care. They just want to hear the. Yeah, that's that's like yeah. your hangup. Right. The kids don't mind. After uh, Bruce Willis was diagnosed with aphasia. He uh, continued to make movies, movies that were, uh, let's just say, not great. People, Some people thought Bruce were, was being taken advantage of, but it turns out it was his choice to keep working. Bruce's attorney says, quote, My client continued working after his medical diagnosis because he wanted to work and was able to do so, just like many others diagnosed with aphasia uh, who are capable of continuing to work. Because Mr. Willis appeared in those films, they could get financed. That resulted in literally thousands of people having jobs, many during the pandemic. So what movies were they? I don't know. I'd like to see them. It's a terrible condition, though. Aphasia? I thought that was a Disney movie. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Fantasia. Ah, wait. I thought she was a contestant on American Idol. No, 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 no. That was Fantasia. Okay. You're thinking of the uh, the band that had uh, uh, the guys from Yes. No, that, and, uh, that was no, no. Eurasia. That was just, just Asia. Asia. Oh, what about Eurasia? You remember Eurasia? No. Yes. I remember Eurasia. Yeah. Sure. That was a band. It sounds like a medical condition, too. Well, Eurasia is, uh, you know, the largest continental area on Earth, of course. But it's also a great band. Yes. Well, not that great of a band. But it was a a band. Two guys. Yeah. They sang a couple songs. Uh, In a video that plays on a Disney cruise ship, Paul Rudd addresses the fan theory that Ant-Man could have gone up Thanos' butt and killed him. But Evangeline Lilly cuts him off before he can go into specifics. Oh, I love Evangeline Lilly. She could cut me off any day. Yeah, from Lost. Oof. Well, she yeah, she's uh, she's quite the gal. Yeah. Uh, a fight broke out in the VIP section at an Eagles concert in London. 
you know what? I I said this was going to happen, and it finally <laughs> did. Ironically, during Take It Easy, <laughs> several people were kicked out of the show after paying up to five hundred dollars for their tickets. This is if you're paying five hundred dollars to go see a, a show, you're out of your mind. There's no there's no way the Eagles are worth five hundred dollars for an appearance. You know, I couldn't sit through peaceful easy feeling if you gave me ten dollars. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's but that's just me. Yeah, you'd have to pay me to sit there during that show, and it would be a, like you said, it'd be a hell of a lot more than five hundred bucks. I hate the effing Eagles, man. I'm, I believe it. I'm I'm between you, me, and the Big Lebowski. I'm all I'm I'm in agreement. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah, Hazen days away from the Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest on Coney Island. Now I'm sure. That there will be some of you who will say, hey, Baxi, wouldn't you prefer to inform us about stuff that matters, stuff that isn't so focused on the morbid gluttony of people consuming beef byproducts and nitrates for the sake of financial gain? To which I would say, why don't you get off your meat slant and soapbox and pay attention? In my opinion, the Nathan Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest is among one of the greatest human achievements following climbing Mount Everest or the Iditarod. Because whenever you place a platter of hot dogs in front of champions like Joey Chestnut or Kobayashi. All you can do is brace yourself for the most thrilling 10 minutes in sports. My money, of course, will be on 13-time champion Joey Chestnut, who obliterated the competition last year by slamming down 76 delicious hot dogs in 10 minutes, besting the runner-up by as many as 16 hot dogs. That guy didn't know what hit him. And I expect the very same results on Monday when Joey looks to beat that record. How? Well, that's the big question that keeps me coming back for more. Sure, you can take your fireworks, your sparklers, your three-bean salad, your Lee Greenwood CDs. From my money, the greatest celebration of the American human spirit is the moment that Joey Chestnut grabs his first hot dog and shows him who's boss. If that doesn't make you proud to be an American, then I don't know what the hell will. But hey, and if I'm all yapping, sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Eli at the South Hadley Rockies is a steel-trained expert. Those orange and white chainsaws that professionals use. And then Eli's also a grill master. He knows about grills, stills, grills, and everything. He's an, a renaissance man. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, classic. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.09, and Brian Adams with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Going to be uh, pretty hot today. Sunny and a high of 93, which is always great for large people like myself. Ooh. And uh, the boob sweat and all that good stuff that comes along with that. So grateful my brother-in-law fixed that air conditioner, man. I got to tell yeah. you, it is so comfortable in the house. Yeah. By the way, I'm wearing this shirt. You see this my shirt today? Trust me, I'm a dog tur. Oh, yeah. that's cool. It's, it's a dog with a stethoscope on it. And a, and a tie. And a tie. And, and a one, smock. And one of those little lanterns on his head. Yeah. And it says, trust me, I'm a dog tur. That's correct. I like that. But this is the kind of, this is the color shirt that uh, when, a, when a big guy like me starts sweating. Yeah. That's when it comes out like right here. Mm -hmm. Right here. Like the line. The oh, line yeah. No, right I, under, I'm the same. I'm like the, the same way. The line. I had to wear a uh, like a kind of like a dress dress shirt. Yeah. The other day, like a muumuu. 
No, not really a muumu. Oh. It's, it's like it was like a like a button up shirt. I don't normally wear the button up shirts because yeah. sometimes I find they pucker. You know. Anyway, I, I walk out of the room for a couple minutes. I come back in, and you guys are talking about boob lines and muumus. What the hell? We, we're going it's, somewhere with this. All right, you know, yeah, it's right. like, we go somewhere. <laughs> Anyway, I usually L- wear lar- large men sweating. That's what we're talking about. Okay. I, I usually wear a a, a t shirt yeah. to catch all the all the sweat on a hot yeah. day, and uh, on this particular occasion, I was wearing like a wife beater sweatshirt. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, and like like you with the boob sweat, it's like it you know the the the, the part that goes under the arm like yeah. the arm it's like it gets stuck into all kinds of places like all day I'm like I'm kind of grabbing yeah, my yeah, shirt yeah, trying to yeah. pull it out of my it's not pretty masculine folds it's not pretty at it all it is not pretty but uh, so this weekend is uh, is 4th of July weekend and uh, I have now not what? been invited to a single backyard barbecue that's a good I, thing I have you have I'm going to one on Monday hmm. really yeah who's throwing the party uh, a friend of mine Actually, you know the the friend that I took to your wedding, uh, her, oh, and her yeah. husband are, thro- are throwing a party. Oh, she was very nice. Yes, and uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a barbecue. There's gonna be lots of people there. Are you bringing anything? You know, uh, I was told not to, but I think I have to. And uh, I think what I'm gonna do is a rack of ribs. I have a I have a rack of uh, baby back ribs. I'll throw in the in the oven and you know, them up. Is a good question. I'm Which... bringing raisin salad, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> If someone tells you, uh, don't bring anything, yeah. do you still bring anything? Of course you do. See, should you not bring anything? Well, should yeah. you follow the directions, or is it more courteous to bring something it's, even though they said not to? It's always courteous to bring something, because I feel like uh, I'll bring something because I don't want to feel like a bottom feeder, like, uh, like you have to feed me all of your food. Right. Let me contribute something to this, and that way, you know. I, I feel like I've done something, like a, like a duty. I've, yeah. I've completed a duty that I now can enjoy your free food, duty. and you can enjoy some of mine. I was at a uh, graduation party. My sister threw a graduation party for for her daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, and my daughter Kate also graduated. And it was her birthday, so it was a it was a multi faceted party. Yeah. And I asked, "Hey, is there anything I can bring?" She said, "No, we're having a uh, we're having a pig roast," uh, and it's a pig for 50 people. Uh, we don't have half that number, so don't bring anything. You won't need anything. And I'm glad I didn't bring anything because I walked out of there with like three bags of pork, Ooh. which I thought, man, this is the way to do it. Yeah. I love a party where I get to take stuff home. Yeah. I really do. Well, I t- tend to do that. I buy those things from uh, BJ's. They're like the they're little containers. They're like meal containers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I send people home with stuff. I'm like, could get all this food out of my house. If I have people over, I want. I don't want any food left over because it's just too much food. It's always too much food. Why do we do that? We do that a lot. We give it away? No, we always have way too much food at a, like a barbecue, and this is the reason why, because everybody's bringing something, even though they were told not to. See, I kind of like snacking on that stuff after the party's over. You know, like at night, like, you know, everyone's gone home mm-hmm. and you don't feel like making dinner because you, yeah. you know, spent all afternoon making a big fat lunch for everybody. Yeah. Sometimes I just like uh, to, to sit there with a container of, you know, old burnt hot dogs and just, uh, you know, eat them cold. So you're guilty of doing the same thing that you've accused uh, radio listeners who show up to the 
parties that we throw sometimes, which we haven't done in a while, I guess. Right? Yeah, right, looking right. For, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, well, I mean, listen, uh, you got to know what the what the audience feels, mm-hmm. and that's what I like to do. Okay, I got it. Yeah, you know, I like I like, okay. to, I like to freeload. Yeah, <laughs> and I like not to participate mm-hmm. in any level of commerce. What are these work release parties? That's what they're called, right? With Rock 102 or something uh, like that. Yes. What are they? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're going to come back in yeah, the, the, the same they, exact they, form. Let's but not talk about those. We don't bad memories there. No one's hopping to the chance to start those things up again uh but yeah typically at a barbecue there's always too much food left over and i'm always if i have people over my house i'm always sending food home with with somebody else it seems like kind of a waste and i but because i can never judge how much food somebody wants to eat right and what they want to eat like if i say i make uh, hamburgers hot dogs and like mac and cheese well how much mac and cheese do i make do i make two big boxes of it or do i just make one box and then have it all go uh, within five minutes. It's a very hard thing to. D- I I'm I should I, I'm not like a master chef at the log cabin that can figure out like they have it down to a science how many people yeah how this food uh, can get distributed. They know how to do that. When I've when I've thrown a party and it's been a long time because I find it to be way too much work to do. But last time I thrown a party, uh, you know I'll make a bunch of things and. I'll make a lot of food, but not too much of one thing. So, like, yeah. if I make a thing of mac- uh, macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. it's one pan of macaroni and cheese, which means if you're going to be a pig about it, yeah. you're going to deny everybody else, and you'll have to answer to their anger, not mine. Oh, look at you with the Nazi party rules. I don't have a lot of rules. I'm just saying, listen, if, if I've made this, but I've also made, like, six other things, you're, you're not going to go hungry. Right. But you're going to have to uh, you you know, decide for yourself what you want. You're going to have to portion things out for you. Right. I also have made the mistake of being really good at making certain things. Yeah. That every time there's a party, someone asks, hey, could you bring that along? Why is that a mistake? Because then you're making that every single time you go to a party. And sometimes, you know, it's an easy thing to make. And then sometimes it's like, oh, I just don't feel like making that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, like, yeah, don't bring your top dish with you. Because they're gonna want that every time you go, right? Right. Yeah. I get uh, I get saddled into uh, into always bringing uh, a coleslaw that I make, which happens to be a pretty damn good coleslaw. And you think coleslaw? What's the big deal? No, my coleslaw is uh, like top notch, really? A level coleslaw. See, for me, that would be a godsend because you know then I wouldn't worry about what I had to bring. I just know I can go to that go to item and I can be, have it done, and yeah, people but, are going to like it, and it's but over. The, but there are times yeah. when you say, oh. I just don't feel like making the same do, damn do, thing over and over again. Do you cook anything, Dave? Do you? Uh, you know, I used to have uh, years ago. I used to do uh, not cook, but uh, prepare an hors d'oeuvre, and people loved it. And it a hors d'oeuvre. Yes, yeah. a uh, a little uh, sliced cucumber with a little bit of dollop of like cream cheese on there, and then you sprinkle on some dill. Done. Oh. And maybe maybe put a red pimento piece on there to make it look oh, make it wow. festive. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, that sounds simple, yeah. actually. That sounds like uh, something I could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I love the fact that you know people like that. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And yeah, I, and I, it's I felt sim- useful. Yeah, you don't have to cook anything. Right. You just slice something up and you put yeah. the cream cheese on yeah, it. Yeah, see, that's an easy thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, unlike Bax, who feels unuseful and unhandy, he's been telling us about, especially when well, his brother-in-law well, I, comes I, over. I, I, I actually, my well, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, loves this coleslaw. See? There you so, go. Yeah, I'll make a ton of coleslaw. And bring it, and then it, you know it'll all get eaten. That's so, the thing. Sort of the payback for him helping you out with the projects at home, right? Well, um, that's, well, that's a that's the other brother-in-law. I, oh, I got three of them. Oh, okay. I got right. three of them, wow. and uh, and and one of them 
the one uh, who's married to my sister, <laughs> yeah. uh, just eats the coleslaw. Gotcha. He doesn't fix any of my stuff. Okay. My, the one who doesn't like the coleslaw will fix <laughs> anything uh, we need. So I'm going to make ribs. I got to like, you know, get up kind of early on uh, on Monday. Are you smoking these ribs? No, I'm just going to do them in the oven. Okay. Because it's easy to do and uh, I don't have a smoker yet. Yeah. Uh, that's easy because yeah. to do it the old fashioned way no, where you smoke I, yeah. it for hours, yeah, that's no. that's very no. labor intensive. Three, three three hours in the oven, uh, you're good to go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh but uh but I got you know what I bought the bigger ones. I bought the St. Louis style. And I gotta figure out how long you cook those for versus how long you cook the baby back ones for. They have this thing called the internet where they would have that information yeah. for you. I know, but uh, I figured you might know that because you're like, you know how to uh, rub your meat. I do. Three yeah. three hours in? Uh, well, the baby back ones, I take the rack and I cut it in half. Yeah. And then I put it, you know, in a in a in a tinfoil tray. Mm -hmm. And then I put a little bit of apple juice and some liquid smoke in the bottom of it after I put the rub and all that crap on the, the stuff. And then I seal it tight with foil. And then at 300 degrees for three hours, the stuff just falls apart. Sure. As long as you seal, as long as you tightly seal that lid. All right. Otherwise, uh, if you, I've done it before where I've had a hole in the side and, the, and all the steam comes out and then the ribs don't cook that well. Yeah, I know. I'm more of a, like a, a dry rub fan myself. Yeah. For ribs. I like, it, like, I like it a little bit dry. Okay. Well, either way, uh, you're still cooking it for X amount of hours, three hours. Yeah, at low that's, temperature. At, but that's the little ones. Is yeah. it going to work the same for the bigger ones? You may have to adjust the, the amount of time, but it's pretty much the same process. So right. rather than three, it could be like three and a half, could be four. Yeah. I would check it just to be sure. Yeah, that means I got to go work and do stuff and See, figure stuff out. All I would have to do is uh, chop up a head of cabbage and then pretty much halfway through the work. Yeah, but I have to be the showman. I have to be the one. To Why say, do you have to save yourself the effort? Just bring a bag of you know Fritos or something. Uh, I guess I could, but I you know what it is. I stopped at uh, what, what was it yesterday? Oh, the Outlook Farm up in West Hampton because they're finally back open now. They were closed for the for the winter because mm. they didn't have enough people working there. Good place and to go. It, it is a good place to go, and it's uh, the array of pork. You oh. know the, the the variety of pork, the ribs, the the ham hocks, the Kielbasa, the you had sausage. them. Didn't you have them cater something for you? I didn't have. We what? bought. We bought a pig from them. For, yes. for my wedding. Freaking awesome! Yeah, we bought a pig from them, but they they do uh, like catered pig roast and stuff. But it, I, I was like, oh, you know what? Those look pretty damn good. It was this big rack of St. Louis style ribs. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna bring those to the party. Well, there you go. But you're you're putting yourself in a position. Well, where I to put to, a lot of work and effort yeah. into this, and people are going to say, oh, hey, next year, could you bring these ribs back? And they're like, every year, you're going to be making ribs. Yeah. There's been a few items that I've you, made over the years that people really liked, and I've never made them again because of that reason. Exactly. Because yeah. it can all of a sudden, it's now, you're giving up your time. Bring a bag of Funyuns. Who doesn't love a bag of Funyuns? Ooh, yeah. Dave, you like Funyuns, oh, right? yeah. I like Funyuns. Mm -hmm. Steve, you like Funyuns? No, I hate Funyuns. Really? Well, then good. Then you bring in two bags of Funyuns. Yeah. Bring yeah. it for everybody else. They'll I go. Had, I haven't had Funyuns in a while. Oh, Do they have fun. them up in the uh, the uh, vending machine upstairs or not? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever really seen Funyuns up there. Yeah, I don't oh. think I have seen You should funyuns. write a note. All right. Yeah, if you leave a note, the guy will leave stuff for you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Well, well I'm glad we had that conversation. Well, you have no idea. It's uh, 622 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. 
back, Steve and Dave, with Foo Fighters on Rock 102. That song recently covered by, wait for it, Benny Anderson. Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Benny uh, Anderson. Would that be from ABBA? Very good, Bax. Yeah, Benny and Bjorn. Mamma mia. Yeah, here we go again. Benny and Bjorn. Here's a clip that he released on TikTok. It's 18 seconds long. And then he unveils his Foo Fighters t-shirt there. Ah, uh, there but, you go. But no vocals. Cool. Yeah. Well, the ladies, uh, Anna Fred and Agatha, Agnetha, were uh, probably not available. Probably. Hey, uh, I just want to point out how I knew all the names of everybody you, in ABBA. That is very impressive or kind of sad. Well, do you, now, do you know all the members of Ace of Base? Ooh. No, I don't. No. Uh, I do not know any member of the Ace of Base. Well, you are not a musical genius then. <laughs> uh, there is a, there's an alert going on here. Uh, this is off a of 22 News website. Firefighters in Holyoke are working to put out a fire at a multi-story apartment building. That building is located on South Bridge Street in the South Holyoke neighborhood of the city. Smoke uh, from the fire could be seen from as far away as I-391 in Chicopee. Wow. It's a mile away. It's a clear day. Uh, it's hard to believe that you could see smoke coming from a fire yes. uh, from a, from from that uh, far away. No immediate word on the cause or any possible injuries. So we'll keep be updated. Is that your today I learned right there, or is there something else? And that is today <laughs> I learned with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. That's good because we got a lot of local news to get to next on Rock 102. Stay tuned. The Free Music Friday concert series. 632. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So we're continuing to follow that story that Steve mentioned about the fire at the apartment complex in Holyoke. It's reported on 22 News' website, and we'll keep you updated as we get more information. Meantime, of course, busy holiday weekend, and we told you yesterday you need to remember the portion of Route 202 from South Hadley to Granby will continue to be closed between the hours of 7 this morning to 3.30 this afternoon. New paving is going on. And... Speaking of travel, mass roads are expected to be clogged this weekend. A projected 1.37 million state residents beginning to travel for the 4th of July weekend. The travel has already begun and is expected to peak sometime this afternoon. In Boston alone, 103% above normal levels, according to AAA. The state is going to open the I-93 Boston to Quincy high-occupancy vehicle lane for expanded hours. For regular travelers. Everyone's uh, either looking to get out. Everyone's looking to buy food for a 4th of July uh, party this weekend. Yep. So grocery stores are full. So mm-hmm. some of those shelves are a little uh, run through, you could say. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good sign, even though, you know, inflation's got everybody kind of uh, feeling it. Yep. Uh, I was listening uh, to this uh, douche nozzle on CNN uh, earlier this morning. Hmm. Yes. And... You know the guys talking about first, the guys talking about the airlines and how all these airlines are canceling everything, and then like praising the airline as oh well the one thing that they're doing uh, is taking away the no change fees uh, this weekend because they want people to to change their flights so they don't clog up the airport. 
I'm like, I don't know why you're standing up for the airlines. They got all this money during the pandemic, and now they're not delivering on what they should be doing. And, right, uh, and they're overbooking know. every flight. Yeah. Convenience, they, inconveniences everybody. Well, and then they're buying $600 uh, American Express gift cards to give to people, which is ridiculous. But then uh, this, they're talking about how people are traveling a lot more, and this, uh, I don't even know what the hell her name was, is the CNN anchor at 4.30 in the morning. Wow, it's just everybody just wants to go somewhere. It's it's just so surprising. And I'm like, what's so surprising right. about people being cooped up for two years that they actually want to go on a vacation? Oh, it's so surprising. I can't believe that people would want to recreate away from home. If you want to keep it local and do something, Star Spangled Springfield holding their Riverfront Park event. On Monday, Judy Matt was telling us all about it. Fireworks by Grucci. And among the songs accompanying the fireworks, it's like our playlist. Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. We Are the Champions by Queen. R-O-C-K in the USA by John Mellencamp and yeah. others. What about uh, America the Beautiful by Ray Charles? It's in there. What about... Uh, you got some Lee Greenwood, Yeah, Lee you? Greenwood. Uh, it's in there. God uh, bless the USA. I and hate that song. Your favorite Neil Diamond tune as well. Sweet Caroline? No. <laughs> oh, it's coming to America. Probably. Oh, of course. Yeah, there's that yes. one. I hate that uh, that that Lee Greenwood song. I'm kind of mm-hmm. with you, too. But you know, I hate it not because it's Lee Greenwood or because that song's played all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just country music, man. I yeah. can't, uh, can, okay. can't well, do it. Uh, listen, uh, don't be harping on country music. I don't mind the old stuff. That is the old stuff. That song is no, from nineteen eighty five. I'm talking sake. about stuff from like the sixties and seventies. I mean, I can I can stomach that stuff. Oh yeah, like uh, like baby got her blue jeans on, or uh, uh, what's the let your love flow? Uh, yeah, from the Bell- right. Bellamy Ooh, Brothers. That's yeah. actually that's not really country yeah. music to me. Nor is that song that you just mentioned, the Lee Greenwood song. It doesn't even sound. It, it transcends yeah. the country yeah, format. No, but you know, like today's country music is just god awful. Well, it, it's the, today's country is like uh, pop, and all mm-hmm. you need to do is uh, talk about drinking beers and banging some chick in the back of your pickup truck near a river. Mm-hmm. And normally I would respect that, yeah. but I just can't do it when you wear Let, a cowboy hat. Let's go back to the days of Johnny Cash when he was the original gangster rapper telling, about, telling people he was just shot a man just to watch him die. Yeah, when he was singing in front of all them hardened criminals. That was good stuff. And then he, then he sang those songs in a prison. Those songs will not be part of the fireworks by Grucci display for Star Spangled Springfield. <laughs> There's also another bunch of things going on. Agawam, Amherst, East Longmeadow, Greenfield, South Hadley, West Springfield, Westfield, Enfield, Connecticut all have big celebrations going on. You can check out the entire list on rock102.com, by the way. Right. Speaking of Springfield, developer Peter Picknelli yesterday unveiling an ambitious plan to build a new Hampton County courthouse. Look at that. It would happen on a site along the Connecticut River as part of a project that would cost $475 million. The goal would be to increase the residential, retail, and recreational potential of the downtown area. According to Mayor Dom Sarno, it would, quote, kill three birds with one stone. He also told Western Mass News... This in a clip that they procured from our mayor. They can't come back at us and say, well, geez, you know, we'd love to do it in Springfield, but we don't have a site. I have a site now. We have a site now. He's got a site now. You know, the thing is, uh, you know, you know, Peter's been trying to get stuff done in the North End for a good long time. Remember, that's where they, he wanted to put that casino with uh, Penn Gaming many years ago. Um, there's, I mean, there's real estate that is usable on the North End. 
they're talking, you know, they, they, they talk about the uh, a four-story, two hundred sixty thousand square foot courthouse, an eleven-story residential apartment building, uh, and a fifty-slip marina, which I also think was be pretty cool to do on the on the riverfront with a restaurant as part of that marina. Of course, uh, with a restaurant, and and to be honest, good for him because that's something that I'm sure his father would have been very proud of. Uh, coming up with because that's the kind of thing and the kind of economic development that, frankly, Springfield needs. And again, Mayor Sarno here with the clip, according to Western Mass News. I have a site now. He's got a site. Let me tell you something. Water is wet until I say it isn't anymore. <laughs> no more. We got more development going on in Windsor Locks. The $210 million ground transportation center at Bradley Airport will be opening July 13th with 830 new parking spots, many of them covered. No more shuttle buses will be required to get to the rental car kiosks, which will save roughly 265,000 shuttle trips a year, according to the study. And you'll be able to walk to new gleaming rental counters. And also, rental companies for Tesla and Kia will be installing electric vehicle charging stations as well. You know, I was at Bradley the other day, and I parked in the short-term garage, Mm -hmm. and I get all the way up to the top, and I see this fairly nice vehicle. It was one of those, like, uh, Hyundai, uh, it was like an SUV, but it was, you know, fairly new vehicle. It had the parking boot on it. It's, and it had the really? big sticker that says, uh, do not attempt to move this vehicle. It's inoperable because we got this boot on it. And I'm thinking, I really want to know the story behind that. Like, wh- what happened to you? Like, you? like, how long do you have to leave it in short-term that, parking well, that, for them to put a boot on you? Well, I mean, usually they just charge you by the week. You know, you just got to pay the bill at the end of the whatever time you get it out of there. Which, but, which makes you think that car has been there for probably months. That's what I'm That's what I'm saying. Like, right. And, and why wouldn't you... Obviously, there's some mitigating circumstances here. Did the person die? Did, did, did Are they ill? Did they get injured? Any number of things. But it's like, what's the process of, of calling and contacting the owner of that vehicle going, hey, this is kind of unusual that somebody would just leave a car here for that long? Maybe well, it's on the owner. Remember, we did that story. It was the woman in Buffalo recently who mm-hmm. left her car and then was upset because it had been there for months and, and months. And then it got towed or whatever. Yeah. Well, the thing is, who's responsible for that? Is it is it uh, is is the garage responsible for content? Is it the police I, responsible? I mean, I'm sure that because it's a, it's it's a municipal owned land, isn't it? Isn't the airport uh, not really? It's a public entity. Yeah, right? I don't I don't really know who has the control of that. I just I just find it odd that a car would be booted without you. Trying to make some, att- I, and like, again, I don't know. Maybe they did try to attempt to contact the owner, but it just seems weird that the thing would be sitting there with a boot on it. I'd maybe. be amazed that someone was actually paying enough attention to realize the car hadn't been moved. Well, I'm sure there's there. They probably note something. I there's guess probably somebody driving around there. Bradley is publicly owned and operated by yeah. the Connecticut Airport Authority. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. And monkeypox. I know Steve is. Worried about this. He, first thing he said, first thing out of his lips this morning when he walked in. Well, I, uh, I had relations with several monkeys over the last right, well, uh, right. Then you need to be months. concerned. That's perverse. Yeah, eight new cases of monkey pox confirmed in Massachusetts and Western Mass News caught up with Clinton Mathias, 
who is an immunologist and a professor of pharmacology at Western New England University. People who get monkeypox, um, you know, they can either develop a rash uh, that may come on soon after exposure, maybe a few days later. And uh, infection is spread either via contact with the rash uh, or through any kinds of fluids or respiratory secretions. Steve, obviously, I'm sure getting them through secretions. Yeah, what, right? uh, what fluids and secretions are you dealing with? Well, that's between me and my monkey. <laughs> What's the monkey's name, by the way? You got a name for that monkey? Uh, Nibbles. <laughs> hey, bring him in sometime. I'd like to meet Nibbles. <laughs> Maybe he's already here, Dave. <laughs> it's 643 with back Steve and Dave. We got a mass hat from Mass coming up next on Rock 102. Jeep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 649 and ZZ Top with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's going to be, be 80s today, right? Is that about right? 80s? Yeah. Nine, maybe even 90s, low 90s. 93. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what we do, how we do this weather thing. I don't either. Come on, the <laughs> I don't either. I, I was just it's excited. It's kind of confusing. I'm excited because it's July 4th weekend. You're you're just like ready to hop right in. You're I like am. A, like a jackrabbit. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you you accuse me of that all the time anyway. You're like, yeah, you're like your bing, 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 ricochet Dave, rabbit. Dave, 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 I don't accuse you of anything. I merely point out the obvious. <laughs> I can't it's argue just, that. It's just observations. I can't argue so that. wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Anyhow, uh, listen. Um, <laughs> next week, uh, I'm going to be on vacation. I think hey, Steve, you're me on a too. Vac- but we're not going to be on vacation together. So uh, what are you talking about? I'm heading up to Vermont. I'm I'm just going to stick around and smoke bongs all day. Well, let's do trading places for a week. Well, that sounds like fun. All right. Uh, so next week, it's going to be the best of back Steve and Dave. And uh, your host of that will be Dave. I will be here. So there you go. Yeah, I'm not going to be working very hard. Let me just put that. You know, we've already chosen the segments. I think there's like 32 of them that are going to run all week. And it was a real stretch to find 32. Yep. But yeah, I'll be sort of, it'll be a soft hosting. Oh, there you go. You know, kind of one of those things where I'll, I'll pop the microphone on every once in a while just to say hi or maybe to brag about a Red Sox win or maybe if there's something in the traffic report that's no, I mean, you know, that kind of thing. You're selling the sizzles uh, there, oh, Dave. Oh, I know. You really right? are. You're yeah. really selling it. Yeah, I know. I can hear people tuning in as we speak. <laughs> it's 6.50 with back Steve and Dave. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. From West Springfield, some idiot stole $1,000 worth of chairs from Calabrese Market in Delhi. According to Tony Calabrese, somebody just pulled up to the patio... The outdoor dining area there, June 16th, around 10.15 at night, says the guy basically walked up, stacked up all the chairs in a pile, and drove away with them in a 2016 Honda CRV that was silver and had a hatchback, the 12 chairs, costing about $1,000. What a dick. Yep. You know, kidding. And he stole one of the planters with flowers in it as well. Son of a bitch. Man, you know what? Chairs I can see, but when you start taking... Planted items. Now you have crossed the line. Yeah, you've gone. Sir. You've gone way over the line here. And by the way, Calabrese yeah. Market. 
It's a damn fine place. Never been there. I'm gonna have to check that out. Re- really good, to- pl- really good place. Just there's nowhere to sit down now. Well, right. Well, th- yes, there is because uh, the owner telling Western Mass News that he uh, borrowed a bunch of like random mismatched chairs from people. Yeah, so those are out there right but now. But on a Fourth of July weekend, you know they're gonna want their chairs back. And everything else, and so let's hope we can get these yeah. uh, these original stolen chairs back in in the uh, possession of where they belong. Mm-hmm. He can work that angle now of like uh, now he's like a millennial hip cool restaurant with mismatched chairs on go. a patio. Yeah, you ever see a place like that? I have, mm-hmm. where you go in and like none of the chairs match the table. Yeah, and you go, ooh, yeah. how bohemian! Oh, bougie! This is so bougie. Yeah, you could charge more for the food that way too. I think you can. You're, you're absolutely right about that. Well, go support Calabrese then during this time. And mm-hmm. also grab a $500 reward. If you know anything about the chairs, that's how much he's offering up. A $500 reward. He's got a picture of the guy on his security camera outside his restaurant. These must be some chairs. I mean, think about this. It's $1,000 worth of chairs. Mm-hmm. He's willing to put up half the, yes. half the value of his chairs that's what I thought. for their yeah. return. Right. Well, because it's, uh, it's out of principle. You don't just... Yep. Uh, you don't just steal stuff. Right. That's the way he put it when he talked to Western Mass News. It's yeah, the principle of the thing. Okay. And according to Tony Calabrese, the owner of the market in Delhi there in West Virginia. I'm looking at the menu right now. I think anyone's looking to, you know, do bad by this guy is out of his mind. Calabrese. That's a that's an Irish place, right? No, not really. Beef and, no. Uh, potatoes and things like that. Nope. I'm looking at the the sandwiches, the soups, the salads, the uh, gourmet grilled cheese melts. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah, Please. Go, go support them. And, and if you have information about the chairs. Bring bu- your own chair. 500 bucks. How yeah. about that? All right. Go uh, go in your, uh, into your garage. Grab yourself like a little deck chair. Yeah. Go to Calabrese Market. Open it up. Sit down. What are yourself a sandwich? I agree. BYOC. I agree. There you go. I got another mass hat to tell you about. And there's some audio from this one. Apparently a woman in Pennsylvania broke into another woman's home. Sunday morning. Didn't steal anything. Just plopped down on the couch and fell asleep. Here's the homeowner, Tanisha Fisher, who was also sleeping in the living room. When she woke up, she found the woman sleeping on her couch. There's really a little white girl laying on my couch, wrapped all the way up, shoes on, just a hot mess. You know it's not Grammy's house, and there's a big black woman asleep right here by herself. Please, if you need to go out, you need to be a little bit more responsible because life and death happen so quick. Now, let me just point out that Tanisha Fisher is the big black woman. She's talking about herself, okay? okay? Just in case anyone is thinking there's some sort of racist comment in there. No, but she's just pointing out that uh, you just don't enter my house and right. plop yourself on my couch. Yeah, she called the police, and they showed up. They were baffled. It turns out the woman, Kelly Bridger, the woman who was sleeping and had broken into the house, was hammered. And she wandered in there because her grandma used to live in the same place. Oh, I see. So that would that would uh, explain quite a lot. She has maybe an excuse. Not a good one, but good enough. Coincidentally, Tanisha Fisher, who was victimized, has had a problem with her front door. Sometimes it doesn't close all the way. So again, there's another issue there that could help the criminal you just uh you just triggered a memory for me Mm -hmm. i remember years ago i was probably 17 years old and i would stay i would stay at my brother's apartment for for the summer He, he lived in a house with a bunch of other guys and i would stay there uh to get away from my parents which was always a good idea right 
And uh, that's where I would uh, drink underage uh, heavily. Well, that's irresponsible. Of course it's irresponsible. But I remember going out one night uh, with my brother and his uh, roommates. Now, they had moved from one house to another house, Mm -hmm. and it had only been like a couple of months. Well, this guy, guy Bob, uh, one of their roommates, uh, we go out to this bar, and uh, he is like, beyond hammered, you know, uh, shots of Jameson and mm-hmm. uh, PBRs mm-hmm. and all kinds of uh, good stuff that he's put down his gully. Mm-hmm. And uh, gully. he gets into a fight with some, like, uh, retired Army veteran, and the guy, like, you know, like, wants to kick his ass, and then the, the fight gets broken up, and then all of a sudden Bob is gone. Nobody can find Bob. So then uh, I'm like, what do we do? And I'm, I'm asking my brother and his other roommate, oh, what do I do? Well, he's an adult. He'll figure it out. And we, they left him. They left. He couldn't find him. <laughs> nice. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, we come back to my brother's uh, place, and uh, maybe 20 minutes later, a police car shows up, and uh, they're escorting Bob up the walkway. Apparently, Bob went to the old house, which was not too far from this bar. Uh-huh. And was pounding, he was knocking on, pounding on the door, said, open up, bitch, let me in. It's Uba Goo with the green, green teeth. teeth. Uh, and he was trying to get in that, apart, that apartment, and the police said, to, you know, they brought him back to his, his house. And, and, he, and the cop says to me, now, I'm this drunk 17-year-old standing in the kitchen of this, of this place, <laughs> and this cop is saying, does Bob, you know, does Bob live here? And I go, yes, this is, this is his house. <laughs> And then he looks at me and he goes, I'm leaving you personally responsible for Bob to make sure that he doesn't leave this house. And I'm like, you got it. No problem, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Everybody overlooked the fact that there was this 17-year-old drunk kid in the kitchen waiting to take care of a 28-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. But, but at least you were home and safe. I guess, I guess so. It's 6.57 with back Steve and Dave. That's your mass hat. Coming up next in the 102-second sports, there's a bunch of high-profile NBA free agents out there. Could the Celtics get one of them? We'll tell you about it straight ahead on Rock 102. Following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It is 7.01 on Rock 102. We'll have highs in the low 90s today. Pretty good weather for the day, but we may get some thunderstorms in the evening hours, and then overnight into tomorrow, there could be some severe thunderstorms as well. But the bad weather kind of just limited to tomorrow for your holiday weekend. The rest of it, Sunday, Monday, looking pretty good. And the weather is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Hockey. Looks like the Bruins have found their man. New head coach Jim Montgomery set to be hired. The announcement is forthcoming. He comes over from the parent squad of the Springfield Thunderbirds. He's an assistant with the St. Louis Blues, and his contract just expired, so he's available. He's had a good coaching record, although he had a little run-in with the booze a few years ago and spent some time in rehab. Hopefully, that's all done. In basketball, the Celtics won't get Bradley Beal or James Harden or Kevin Durant as a free agent acquisition, but maybe Danilo Gallinari. He's said to be deciding between Boston and Chicago as a free agent destination. Baseball, the Red Sox and Cubs at Wrigley at 210 today. Chris Sale should be back soon. He looked good in a Portland tune-up. Elsewhere, Houston beat the Yankees 2-1. to And tonight, the Valley Blue Sox 
hosting the North Adams Steeplecats. In college news, USC and UCLA out of the Pac-12, joining the Big Ten to begin play in 2024. This move clouds the future of the Pac-12 conference as well as Fox TV's investment in that conference. The move leaving the Pac-12 with just Oregon and Washington as its top schools after losing its two biggest brand names, USC and UCLA, now playing in the Big Ten as of 2024. That makes 15 teams in the Big Ten. I know, you got to rename it, right? And the Big Ten logo, Bax, is very clever looking. If you look at it, it's Big Ten, and it's got, like, the one and the zero. as oh, the I and the G. Yes. I know, very clever. What are they going to do now? Bax has more thoughts coming up next on the NBA in his View from the Couch on Rock 102. Hey. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Woodfire Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'd like to apologize. Seems like every day this week I've done a story on the View from the Couch about somebody in the NBA getting paid a whole lot of money. And to me, you as the audience probably deserve... A more well-rounded effort that isn't so focused on greed and multi-million dollar contracts. But since I've done it every day this week, I'm sure you won't mind you won't mind one more. So get a load of this. Yesterday, the Denver Nuggets re-signed two-time MVP center Nikola Jokic to a five-year Supermax contract extension worth a reported $270 million. That, my friends, is the largest contract in NBA history. It's a contract that will pay him. $54 million per season. And as you may know, uh, Jokic is originally from out of town. More specifically, he grew up in Serbia, where the economy revolves around the health of the Serbian dinar. And since I'm so curious about these sort of things, I wanted to know what $54 million in U.S. currency would look like under the current Serbian conversion rates. And as it turns out, $54 million is 6,049,620,000 dinars per year. Which means that for each U.S. dollar he earns, that works out to be about $112 in Serbian currency. Now, I don't know nothing about these conversion rates and how they actually work, but it seems to me he's going to be very popular during the offseason. Now, I know that for the rest of us who make a little bit less than $54 million a year, it's hard to imagine what it must feel like to be 27 years old at the top of your game and filthy stinking rich all at the same time. Having said that, I would imagine it feels pretty freaking great. And just so you understand what sort of money we're dealing with here, at $54 million broken up into 23 pay periods, that works out to $2.07 million every two weeks. And based upon a 40-hour work week, that winds up being $25,961 per hour. For that kind of money, I could almost afford to fill up my gas tank, book a nonstop flight, and buy a couple of steaks for my 4th of July backyard barbecue that I otherwise could not possibly afford. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I like a, I like a word uh, with the women who are listening. Ladies, guys think it's a macho to wrestle and with a loud, smelly gas mower. They think of battery-powered mowers for, I don't know somebody else but a battery battery powered mower is light and easy to maneuver you press a button and boom it starts mow electric with rocky's ace hardware i'm back that's my view from the couch rock 102 springfield's classic rock rock at 7 13 
And the Rolling Stones are back, Steve and Dave, in Rock 102. Going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 93. Tomorrow, uh, it's going to be humid and thunderstorms with a high of 83. It is uh, 67 right now in downtown Springfield. So I thought you found this interesting, Steve. Mm -hmm. How long have you been doing weddings? As a sort of a, a side, like a side hustle or whatever it is. Or uh, even before, did, I don't even know. Did you do it before you got into radio? I don't know your history. I, I worked the, you know, I would help uh, other DJs and get money that way. But then I started my own business in like 2012. Okay. So 10 years mm-hmm. and uh, I'm ready to hang it up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I thought you'd find this interesting because there's a new poll, a new survey out on the wedding traditions that are being cast aside in this day and age, and the new wedding traditions that are in. And I bet maybe you've seen some of these come and go. Uh, maybe. So some of the old customs that are out, the bride not being seen before the wedding. Yes, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people who do non-traditional things now where right. they, they, like they, they've already, a lot of people have already got married and and, they, and, they, and they're yeah, just they do the doing the whole thing oh, really? as, a, as a reception. Yeah, there was one uh, probably, I don't know, six months ago that yeah. they had already gotten married, and they were pretty much just doing it for the family. So, you know, since I have, have had the more frequent wedding out of uh, anybody here, mm-hmm. uh, we did a first look because the photographer said, do you want to do a first look? We're like, yeah, that's fine. We're, you know, we're, we're older. We don't really need to uh, see each other for the very first time, you know, as it's happening. One of the things I saw the other day is there's there was a couple doing a first touch, so they were if you can imagine, uh, the, the, it's like the, the corner of a building, mm-hmm. and the bride is on one side mm-hmm. and the groom is on the other, mm-hmm. and they just they just hold hands and there's a picture of this first touch. And I thought that's stupid. <laughs> that doesn't prove a damn thing. <sighs> yeah, I th- those photo shoots are just yeah. When uh, when my my son Dash and his bride Valerie got married a few weeks ago and I was there as the best man uh she was seen before the wedding it was downtown Hoboken it was sort of a warehouse district bar you know mm-hmm. kind yeah, of the good so- the- sounds so romantic the way you put it all together well, like that well for them it was that was what they wanted actually that's like this millennial like type of thing like they they're, yeah. they're, a lot of people are doing that like in these breweries and, yeah. and, and things like That's that. That's what it was. It was yeah. a bar on like the third level. Yeah. You needed to take a grain elevator to get to that level. A Just grain elevator. Yeah. Nice. The grain elevator of love. It was kind of cool. But anyway, she was seen before the actual ceremony yeah. because she and I and Dash and her, what's it called? Maid, maid of Honor? Maid of Honor. So the four of us met for pictures underneath the bridge in downtown Hoboken that was adjacent to this warehouse bar. Yeah, they wanted to get pictures in because yeah. it was probably going to be dark out by the time the ceremony was over and or dinner started, and uh, you well, don't want to be taking up your time taking pictures. Uh, so here's another one that's gone by the wayside in terms of wedding deals that people no longer do. The parents of the bride paying for the wedding no longer I don't know too much. I don't know about the financial... Uh, you know, I've dealt with, you know, parents who mm-hmm. have paid me directly. Yeah. Uh, but it seems to be like it's a very mutually shared thing nowadays. It doesn't seem to be always on the burden of one family or well, another. Right. You know what the problem is? You've had these reality TV shows like Say Yes to the Dress and mm-hmm. the Bridezilla series yep. that, uh, you know, basically make a wedding far more expensive than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And anyone, any couple that's going into this, especially when you're a, like a younger couple, yeah, 
you have to ask yourself, do you want to put yourself in incredible debt for a wedding ceremony and reception? Or do you rather maybe, you know, you know, save a little bit and and not blow the whole load? Yeah, you could save it for my, uh, uh, maybe a, a nice getaway after the wedding or something well, like that. Yeah, but it's just like you know, the people are willing to spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on a wedding that lasts one night and then then they can't pay their cable bill the next I, month. Right? I uh, I know a couple who uh, who spent quite a bit of money uh like upwards of fifty thousand dollars. That's outrageous. It's outrageous, and it was unnecessary. You know all the you know bells and whistles that they had to go along with this thing. Uh, they took out a loan for to pay for that wedding, mm-hmm. and then they got divorced like two years later, and they were still paying on the loan yeah. for years after because they had fin- and because the financial problems yeah. they had probably really tore them apart. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a waste of money. I'm but- not going to mention names. But, you know, when we were looking at... Uh, What's a rhyme with? I'm not doing names. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not even doing rhymes. Um, when we were looking at venues, just for, you know, laughs, and uh, we, we inquired about one place uh, that is was uh, within the local area that mm-hmm. does weddings. Yep. And their bottom line, like the cheapest package that they would offer was 30 grand. Wow. And we're like... That's about thirty grand more than we would be willing mm. to spend for that venue. It's right. like there's no way. Why yeah. would you do that? That's before. That's before anything else is even included. I'll tell you how much uh, my wife and I spent for a barbecue. Eight thousand dollars. That's how much the whole thing cost, and that included very reasonable. And that included uh, us buying the clothes for the for the bridal party. Hmm. We didn't want the burden. Of anybody having to spend all this money, right? The only thing we asked for was when we had the Jack and Jill party was to uh, have you contribute something to that, right? Like you bring a food item or whatever. You're in charge of one thing. I find it ridiculous that some of these people, you know, they're talking about three to five thousand dollar bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. How can you put the burden on somebody to do that? Yeah, great. You want to go. You want to go away for a trip to San Diego or something like that, or Memphis or destination where, wedding? Yeah, yeah, no, these aren't even the weddings. The, I'm oh. talking about the bachelor parties. Wow, you know yeah. these people. These I, I was recently talking to somebody. The, the guy spent three thousand dollars to go on this four or five day excursion where they just got drunk the whole time. And I said well, you could do that in your backyard. By ha- like we did that for a buddy of mine. We yeah. his we went to his parents' house, and he had this big piece of property out in the you know central mass, and we just had a big barbecue. You know, That's all you need. I didn't even have a bachelor party because I still wanted to be because you know one of my you know I'm I was you know in, in my fifties. Yeah. I'm at the point now where I just want to be in bed by eight o'clock, yeah. and I really don't feel like getting hammered. We had a well and at this age, but when you were younger, did you oh. have a bachelor party then? We had an on-air bachelor party at a bowling alley, and it was bananas. Did you have the guy walking around with the little tortilla hat with the the chips and dip? No, I still little, love that little story. Steve event that was not. Yeah. I don't believe. I don't recall him being there. He could have been there. I don't yeah. recall it. In the case of my son and his wife, not only did her family not pay for the wedding, the parents, the grandparents of the groom, paid for the wedding. My folks really? paid for Dash and Val's wedding. And uh, how much did you contribute? No comment. Wow. <laughs> yeah, big cheapskate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, but you know what? I gave him an enormous cash gift. I mean, the the biggest of anybody. Fifty bucks, seventy five. 
8592. Four figures. Four fi- wow. does, that, does that count the decimals? <laughs> Again, no comment. <laughs> and one of the other traditions, by the way, that's gone by the wayside, walking down the aisle to Here Comes the Bride. Yeah, we didn't do that. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. there's not a lot of people that do that anymore. A lot of people p- pick their own music. I think maybe, like, that's the ceremonies I do. Some of these people get married in churches and stuff like that before I step in. So I don't yep. know what, what, what's going on at the actual ceremony. They might play Here Comes the Bride when, yeah. they, when they do it on the organ or something like that. But, uh, you know, the other thing that has, thankfully has mm-hmm. gone by the wayside. Yeah. Is the the garter thing the garter toss? Oh yeah, yeah, don't do that. Some very very few people want to do that, but to me that's like something some creepy dude came up with in the seventies <laughs> and said, you know what, we should make this like a traditional thing, and you're basically taking a piece of lingerie off your bride yep. and giving it to one of the men yeah. in the audience, to which that man uh, puts it on a stranger's. Hopefully somebody they know. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, so put it on a stranger's leg. There was one time I refused to do that because this probably 40-something-year-old woman got the bouquet and a 12-year-old kid got the garter. Hey, all right. And they, the people that hired me were mad that I wouldn't, like conduct this thing right there was i'm sorry there was something very creepy about the the idea that a 12 year old was going to put a garter on a 40 something year old woman there was just something wrong like a harold and maude situation early education for that kid yeah but see that's to me that's just wrong (laughs) i I don't know there's a creepy factor about it you're right it's a kid it's not it's not like you know what that that probably no offense to you that probably should have been the decision made by the uh, by the the couple, and they should have made the same decision that you came at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they didn't. They yeah. wanted me to do it, and I and I refused to do it. No, no, they're jerks. Well, I what? got I got my money at the end. Of the <laughs> One last thing: when it comes to not using "Here Comes the Bride," but some other song to walk down the aisle to. Years uh-huh. ago, my first radio partner, brother Weeze who was just inducted into the National Radio Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Yeah, see, you're like always a bridesmaid and never a bride. bride. Exactly. So I was at his first wedding, and it was a public event that the radio station broadcast live from. And instead of Here Comes the Bride, he walked down the aisle to Trapped by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, there, that's clever. Fantastic. There you go. Let me uh, just tell you something. If the radio station is putting on the wedding for you, Yep. That just goes to show you how little we get paid in this business. <laughs> that we can't afford a wedding. Right. We have to have things provided to us by another company. <laughs> that was Brother Weez's second marriage, by the way. Didn't last very long. Yeah, how well. many times have you been married? Uh, enough. <laughs> well, I mean, couple, I'm just... Couple, okay, a couple, yeah, two yeah, times, yeah. right? Then, but, yeah, and like, I think I mentioned it on the air, five significant others over the course of my... And, and well, by the way, bad choices, all of them. Well, that's the given. Uh, bad, cho- <laughs> bad choices by which side? Again, debatable. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, but my question was more uh, yeah. geared towards, like, did you, on the first one, was it a big wedding, or did you do, like, no. a, a big thing? No, couldn't afford it. Right. And then, so what about the second time? No. Again, couldn't afford it. I mean, I've been a radio guy all my life. Well, yeah, but I just didn't know, no. like, what was Simple. what was the deal? Simple. Simple. Yeah. Uh, we're going out to dinner. Just a few people. A few close friends and family. That's uh, it. Golden Corral, Ponderosa, <laughs> Subway. Had had they not closed, we would have done that probably. Yeah. No, yeah. it was it was catered by just a local 
you know, local company. See, we did ours. We did ours right. We didn't break the bank uh, going to where we went. We did it off season, and everything was fine. We did it mm-hmm. the uh, at the Lord Jeff and yes, uh, and at every, everybody got a smallpox blanket as a wedding. Favor. Yeah, but you got to admit though, the food was excellent. Yeah, but I mean, the smallpox wasn't uh, wasn't. Well, you take the good, we take the bad. You know, it's uh, you can't get everything right. But look, this this blanket can also be used as a bib for all the delicious food that was at Bax's wedding. And at least there wasn't monkeypox. That's true. Yes, Mm -hmm. just just smallpox instead. Right. It's seven twenty six with Bax, Stephen, Dave, and Rock one hundred two. Rock 102's classic rock summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Experience the difference: quality, service, and price. All at Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. It's happening now through Labor Day weekend. All you need to do is listen to Rock 102 all summer long and get ready to pounce when your opportunity to grab your share of the summer stash of prizes presents itself. Plus, we're giving away a $25 gift card to The Hangar every weekday through Labor Day. If you'd like to take a shot at winning, you need to register at rock102.com. Then listen to Pat Kelly every weekday afternoon to see if you've won. It's the classic rock summer driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. These are the longest days of the year. Absolutely heavenly, especially if you're a gardener. Are you a gardener? Tell you what, pick up a six-pack of petunias and plant them in your backyard. Presto, you're a gardener. Make a stop at Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. How about a pot of tomatoes on your patio? How about a lush basil plant in your kitchen window box? Plant a little, plant a lot, but plant something. You're a gardener. Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. Mass Pike, Ludlow Exit, and turn right to Randall's. Warm weather has arrived. And so have the mosquitoes. Get ahead of the game by calling Mosquito Shield. With a 14-day treatment schedule and free service calls when necessary, Mosquito Shield is the answer. Call today, 642-6747, and set up your season-long service. That's 642-6747 or online at moshield.com. Don't spend another summer being chased inside by mosquitoes. Get the shield. Take back your yard. 642-6747 and online at moshield.com. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. (laughs) Well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Hey, uh, where'd you get that synthesizer? I just bought it. Since we're saving so much with no mortgage down payment and no PMI with Navy Federal Credit Union, I figured I'd put some of that extra money to good use. Oh, and I'm starting a band with some platoon mates. (laughs) Great. Learn how you can save $2,500 on average with a Navy Federal mortgage at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. It's 728 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Next hour, we're going to talk to uh, Peter Pignelli uh, about that uh, about that plan yesterday that he proposed, $475 million of development in the north end on the river, and uh, we'll get to that after 8.05 this morning. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, the weather for the weekend looking pretty good, except for tonight into tomorrow. There's going to be some thunderstorms, and maybe some of them tomorrow could be severe. Uh, yeah, and we have news coming up next to Rock 102. The free music front. It's time for news. 
Here's Dave Coombs. Well, Bax just mentioned it a couple of minutes ago. We could have a brand new development alongside the Connecticut River downtown Springfield. It would include a four-story brand new courthouse, an 11-story apartment building with underground parking, and a 50-slip marina with a restaurant on the waterfront. Developer Peter Picknelli will join us next hour to talk about this. Mayor Sarno was also at the press conference yesterday for the unveiling of that project. Meantime, firefighters in Holyoke are working to put out a fire at a multi-story apartment building. This just in from 22 News. The building located on South Bridge Street near the intersection of Hamilton Street in the South Holyoke neighborhood of the city. Smoke from the fire seen from as far away as 391 in Chicopee. No immediate word on the cause of the fire or any possible injuries. Yeah, uh, stay away from that area. That's what the firefighters are saying. Hey, everybody's got to be looky-loos. Ooh, what's going on over there? You know, and honestly, I think the people of Holyoke have probably seen enough fires. It shouldn't be that big of a deal for them. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, walking in here and uh, breathing in mold. I you mean, see, everything, you see everybody gets used to something ever after a while. Yeah. That's right. Let the firefighters do their job at that particular blaze. Also, a lot of things going on this weekend surrounding the July 4th holiday. You got Star Spangled Springfield, and you got ceremonies going on in Agawam. Amherst, East Longmeadow, Greenfield, South Hadley, West Springfield, Westfield, and Enfield, among other places. And there's a full rundown on our website, right? Yeah, just go to rock102.com and you'll be able to see the whole damn thing. And look out for the roadways. According to AAA, 103% above normal levels for this weekend. People itching to get out following the pandemic, and they're going to be doing that in their cars over the next few days. Probably peak traffic today if you're looking to get out and about but the silver lining the bay state will open the i-93 boston quincy high occupancy vehicle lane for expanded hours so if you're headed toward the boston area you've got a little bit of a break there oh great you can be stuck in that lane too yeah i guess uh the sumner tunnel construction will also break for the weekend leaving that open to drivers i'm sure the sumner tumble tunnel will break on its own uh in no time. <laughs> There's already been pieces falling off that thing anyway, right? Yeah, well, they're just a few tiles. And don't forget about the portion of Route 202 from South Hadley to Granby with the paving going on. And there's going to be slowdowns there until about 3.30 this afternoon. Meantime, ah, here's my story. <laughs> Two men charged in a marijuana grow operation in Ludlow. Right? Isn't that how it's pronounced? No, it's Ludlow. Oh, I was going off the <clears throat> guy from Barstool Sports and his yeah, pronunciation. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily leave it up to Dave Portnoy to give you great information. Ludlow, 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 Ludlow. To the window! To, to the, the wall! wall! To the sweat drops down my nose! Detectives in Ludlow locating <laughs> several marijuana grow rooms with large ventilation systems, fans, heaters, thermometers, and fertilizers. Now that is a grow operation. No kidding. According to a news release from the Ludlow police, around 494 marijuana plants. Around 494 marijuana plants well you take one down you pass it around you got 493 marijuana plants well maybe they had to test it you're right you take that one down you pass, pass it around, around you get 492 marijuana plants you know uh i'm glad you you said you sang that song about yeah. ludlow yeah um Ludlow. you know fest is coming up in september yeah and i'm hosting that remember the, the way i took that away from you yes yeah, i remember that uh, <laughs> that in the halloween party yeah well no no uh anyhow uh i'll be back there again this year mm-hmm Maybe when I'm introducing the band, I should do that again. 
See if I can get everybody uh, everybody singing that. La lo la lo. La lo la lo la lo. To the windows! To the walls! I could probably get away with that on stage. I couldn't get away with that here. No, you can't. You can do it on stage. That would be pretty fun, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Something to think People would be like, is that little John here for the festa? Not by the look of him. The two guys who were arrested as part of the seizure in Ludlow, 40-year-old Peter Capiche of Middletown, Connecticut. He had a seizure? I'm going to let, I thought Bax was going to explain the no, difference well, between um, those two words. Well, I'm not so sure I know the difference. Again, as if, a graduate of Westfield State, you should know these things. I mean, if, if someone were going to take away my stuff, mm-hmm. I could see myself dropping to the ground in a seizure. Mm-hmm. 40-year-old Peter Capiche of Middletown and 34-year-old San Miguel Baez Infante of New Britain, Connecticut. I wonder if he's related to former NFL coach Lindy Infante. Or Joan Baez, the famous folk singer from the 1960s. Good how question. M- how many roads can a man walk down? How many plants can a man grow in Ludlow? There you go. See? You're catching on to that. Both of them were in the building and are being charged with the cultivation and possession of marijuana. Ah. Other charges against West Springfield Police Captain Brian Pomeroy. Multiple charges of indecent assault and battery against two female co-workers. It happened at the Holyoke St. Patrick's Parade this year. Pomeroy is a 25-year veteran of the police force. All this is alleged, according to websites I'm reading off of. He was already suspended for allegedly stalking a third woman who he'd been dating. One of the women at the St. Patrick's Parade, identified as, quote, victim number one, said Pomeroy came up behind her and, quote, smacked my butt. She described later that day at a tavern in West Springfield, he, quote, came up behind me again and smacked my ass, end quote, from victim number one. You know, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm not a ass grabber by any stretch of the imagination, especially... You know, asses of people who may, you know, work below me. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the parade or at the road race, it's not that unusual to see someone who may be, who I don't know, half in the bag well, getting all grabby and stuff. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone, but That's it's also truth. not unusual. Like, if you can't be a veteran uh, cop drunk at a Holyoke St. Patrick's Day parade, uh, what can you be? Yeah, yeah, just trying to blend you, in, right? Yeah, where can you be drunk publicly? Sure. Well, we've had a history of uh, of incidents with. Uh, I, I, I'm not even saying this guy was drunk. I'm just I'm just painting a picture. Mm-hmm. Let's just say he was drinking in a scenario. Right. Remember, remember, Officer Stumbles. I do from from Chicopee. Yes. Who uh, he was doing all kinds of crazy stuff, wasn't he? Like walking around in the parade. And yes. Was, yes. Uh, having people toss, come here, you little leprechaun. Toss me a beer. Toss me one of them natty daddies. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a, a reservation at the Golden Corral tonight? Because I'm going to be hungry. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of we've seen uh, Holyoke City councilors urinating next to dumpsters where yeah. people didn't think they were watching them because uh, alcohol uh, can kind of uh, cloud your mind. You've had Hall of Fame broadcasters. Uh, yeah. You find a bottle of vodka during a uh, during a, a a webcast of the parade, and yeah. ooh, you know things can get crazy yes, when that happens. They can. Ooh, wait a minute, how many Hall of Fame broadcasters are there here in this market? How many are there? Well, it not as many as there are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Does podcasting count? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if you can. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, we got more crime. A Connecticut man telling authorities he'd been smuggling people for 20 years and was arrested earlier this week for attempting to force someone from Brazil into the United States. This guy from East Hartford, and I may butcher his name here. I'm just reading from the report on MassLive.com. Fagner Javes de Lima, 41 years old of East Hartford, facing one count of attempted human smuggling. Again, that first name Fagner or Fagner, F-A-G-N-E-R. I apologize if I butchered the name. I have no idea. You better be careful. Come you guys, out to your house with a truck. Maybe. You guys got any idea how no, that's pronounced? No, no idea. Right. Fagner says what? All we know is he uh, was moving people from one place to another yes. against their will. Yes. Yeah. Although, you know, there's some parts of Brazil where, what do you say, West Hartford? East. East Hartford? Mm. Well, that would probably be considered to be a moderate step up. You know, speaking of trafficking people, uh, we didn't talk about that uh, tractor trailer this week. Phil, was it 40 people? Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Uh, you know, for all these walls that we build and all these other things, here's a guy driving a tractor trailer through southwest Texas and uh, got 40-something people in the back of it. Nobody caught that? I, yeah, I know. Terrible story, though. Yeah, it's a horrible story. It's 741 with back Steve and Dave. That's enough for news because we've got a whole bunch of stuff straight ahead and now hear this, including monkeypox, a new home that you're going to want to buy, and apparently one of the late night guys talking about me on a show last night. That's all straight ahead on Rock 102. It's 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 747 and the cars shake it up. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. With Moondog in the morning. <laughs> okay. It's uh, going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 93. Tomorrow, uh, sunny in the morning, then thunderstorms by the afternoon with a high of 83. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. If you uh, miss any part of the Back Steve and Dave show, check out the daily podcast on rock102.com. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and you'll never miss the show again. Baxi's musical podcast this week, uh, Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. And then next Monday, I'm going to be posting an interview with uh, author Nick Durden. He's just written a book called Exit Stage Left, The Curious Afterlife of Pop Stars. It's a really interesting book. He interviews like 50 different rock stars and about what happens uh, with their lives when the hits stop coming. Oh, yeah. Because it does tend to happen to nearly everybody yeah. where the hits are no longer there. It's a really interesting book. And then the week after that, because I'm going to be on vacation, I'm not going to get a chance to uh, to tell you who's coming up after that. But it's a pretty damn good one. Ooh. Uh, do, you th- it's a t- do you think it's too early to say? No, you can say it. I'll be talking to a uh, keyboard player, uh, Roddy Bottom from Faith No More. Nice. Big, big uh, I- uh, interview. That'll be coming up in two weeks. Are they from Canada, Faith No More? No, from California. Oh, okay. From California. And uh, if they just... Uh, they just canceled their tour a few months ago because their lead singer, Mike Patton, was having some mental health issues. Mm. And so uh, that wanted to be a fairly big news story in the music world. So uh, Roddy Bottom will explain all of that in two weeks. You guys just reminded me of that thing in uh, was it a Naked Gun, one or two, where they were talking about the boxer. Oh, it's Joey Cincinnati from... Uh, from New York City. No, no, no. You're thinking of... Uh, Joey, yeah, Joey, Joey New York from Cincinnati. And then they go through this whole thing and they're like, I, I don't know anything about boxing. All I know is never bet on the white guy. <laughs> and you were talking about... Um, what's his name? Roddy Bottom? Roddy Bottom. Is that his real name? 
I, yes. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, it's his real name. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Brett Michaels, by the way, hospitalized moments before a show in Nashville last night. Something to believe in. Poison is part of that stadium tour with Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Joan Jett. Yeah. Poison couldn't go on in Nashville, and I don't know. Doesn't you, say doesn't say why Brett Michaels was hospitalized. Now, when the uh, when the doc the ER doctor saw him uh, arrive, mm-hmm. did they say, "Look what the cat dragged in"? Ah. Oh, I see what you did there. What would happen if he got actually food poisoning? Think about that. That would be kind of weird. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if he's uh, maybe he's a, a fallen angel? Somebody was talking dirty to him. Yeah, maybe he had a like a thorn that he caught from a rose. Well, every rose does have its thorn. I understand that. Yeah. Have you been through the entire catalog yet or not? Not yet. Not we yet. Go on and on and on, we and we really have to. Six more to reference. Coming up on 751 with Bax, Steve, and Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with Bax, Steve, and Dave in the morning. Clip number one. From Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno commenting about the ambitious new plan to build a complex right on the Connecticut River in downtown Springfield. They can't come back at us and say, well, geez, you know, we'd love to do it in Springfield, but we don't have a site. I have a site now. We have a site now. I love how he, first of all, claimed it as his own. I have a site now. We have a site now. And then, oh, we, I mean, we have a site. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's his city. He has the keys. Right. Developer Peter Picknelli will join us next hour talking about this. Yep. You can never tell me to go to hell because then it'll be the second time I kill you. <laughs> he's, Remember a, that. he's a tough, tough man. You know what my cologne is? What? Dirt bike exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> How much does that sell for an ounce, by the way? It's got to be expensive, I would imagine. I'm the only buyer of that, <laughs> and I don't pay for it either. Right. They pay me. Clip number two. Speaking of real estate, you know what that sound is? From the Jetsons. Yes. And in case you didn't get it from that, I got another Jetson sound effect for you. Clip number three. That's the doorbell. Yeah. So apparently there's a house for sale in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it looks exactly like the Jetsons' house. Features its own elevator that takes you up to the saucer-shaped main floor. The home has windows on all sides and a, quote, breathtaking view of the Tulsa, Oklahoma skyline. Does it come with uh, Rosie the robot? And and what's the dog? Rastro? Astro? Astro. Yeah, hopefully the dog, too. That's all I'd care about. Yeah, it looks like the CN Tower. That's what it looks like without without the spire on top. Now, do you do you get from the garage in a uh, in like a like a bank tube? One of those. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, like not, a pneumatic tube. Pneumatic tube. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Good question. Doesn't no. look like it. That would be awesome. I'm looking at these pictures now. The two bedroom, three bath house was built in 2005, and the asking price four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Again, oh, damn. Not, Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Jetsons look alike home. All right. I wouldn't buy it. 
We can mostly because it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It, it doesn't even, you know, the Jetsons. It doesn't look like the Jetsons' home. It looks like a like a like an air traffic control tower or hmm. something. It doesn't even look like. But that's you know. what the Jetsons' that's house exactly looked like. right, Bax. Yes, yeah, I but agree. It, didn't the Jetsons' house have a spire on the top of it and it had uh, you know a well, dome thing? This exactly, is just a circle. Exactly like it, but it resembles the Jetsons' home. I wouldn't want to live there. All right. <laughs> Clip number. What are we up to? Four. Something like that. 30. Seth Meyers. On the rise in vasectomies since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, urologists have reportedly seen an uptick in requests for vasectomies, and this is weird, from women. (laughs) His name is Dave. I'll bring him in. Now, wait a minute. I just want to explain. He's not talking about me. Oh, you're a different guy? A different, did, you know, uh, yeah. a different Dave. Different Dave. Why, would, why do you choose the name Dave of all names? Why? Why did? Is that like the the new male Karen? We could make it that way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Um, I would think that the next uh, natural thing to come out of this would be like a supply chain issue with a bag of frozen peas. Yeah. Hard pressed to find one of those after nine hundred percent increase in vasectomies. Or if you're really smart, you buy stock in those companies that have frozen peas. There you go. Right? Now you're talking about being a financial opportunist. Good yes, for you. That's what I'm saying. But if you're going to get a vasectomy, you need a bag of frozen peas. Mm-hmm. And you, you've been there, done that? I think it's rather personal, <laughs> don't you? You, Steve? Uh, I was thinking about getting that one. Getting one of those. Yeah? Yeah. A bag of frozen peas? No, a vasectomy. <laughs> and then the bag of frozen peas. What? What's the bag of frozen peas? What are you talking about? Because, because after you get the vasectomy, yeah. your balls hurt. <laughs> don't you have to? Don't you have to like uh, complete yourself a few times? Yes, after you... the swelling and the pain yeah. goes down, and don't think for a second that anyone tells you, "Oh, it doesn't hurt that much." <laughs> okay, yeah, that, sure, I've, 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 I've heard that's a bunch of bull crap. Uh, yeah, it is crap. Uh, yes, apparently you have to uh, manually prepare yourself for regular uh, activity. Hmm. I'm sticking with the pull and pray. <laughs> <laughs> It's coming up on 756 with back Steve and Dave. We've got Peter Picknelly next hour to tell us all about that brand new project along the Connecticut River downtown Springfield. And we've got your 102 second sports coming up next on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and U2 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Did you see that Bono recently disclosed that he has a long lost half brother from his late dad's affair? I did not know that. Mm. No, I had no idea. Uh, what I did know is that yesterday, Peter Pignelli proposed this wicked cool plan, $475 million of riverfront uh, development that includes a brand new Hamden County courthouse. And on the phone with us to talk about uh, what the, the proposal is all about, it's Peter Pignelli. Good morning, Peter. How are you doing? Hey, Bex. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on last in uh, on late notice. So I, I saw the story yesterday, and you know all I could think of is, Man, your your dad would have been so proud of this because this is exactly the kind of development that shows that you're addressing uh, a very important need for the city of Springfield. But more importantly, you're talking about development of a plot of uh, real estate that has gone kind of underused for for generations. Tell us about the uh, the proposal you made yesterday. Well, the proposal yesterday is to bring all sorts of activity and liveliness to the the riverfront north of the Memorial Bridge. 
in using the, the courthouse at a, as a catalyst to do that. I, I think anybody who's paying attention to news in Springfield knows that there's something wrong with the courthouse in Springfield. I think five people have been diagnosed with ALS, which is a very rare disease, and 60 people with cancer. Something's wrong with that building, and we think a new building is needed to protect everybody. Our suggestion is to move the courthouse to the riverfront north of the Memorial Bridge and use it as a catalyst, just like the city used the Hall of Fame south of the Memorial Bridge to spawn all sorts of activity. I mean, south of the Memorial Bridge, because of the Hall of Fame, you've got the hotels, you've got restaurants, Riverfront Park, the bike walk, you know, all sorts of activity there. North, it's kind of no man's land and forgotten. Right. You know, we, we control about 14 and a half acres there. We think it's an ideal location, and our plan is to move the courthouse, build some apartments and condominiums and a marina there, um, and have all sorts of activity all along the riverfront in Springfield, north and south of the bridge. Peter, where exactly is this proposed location? Because I'm trying to picture, uh, I can't really tell by the drawings that they're on Mass Live here. Well, um, it's it's exactly you know if you're going down 91 North, uh-huh. um, it's right where the the 291 turn is. It's right there oh, across okay. from the newspaper. Peter Pan has our body shop, um, and and a building there. Okay, so, yeah. Now I, yeah. I I was just having a hard time picturing exactly where that parcel. Uh, was. I'm I'm looking at a map that you know that shows you know the the you know where it comes into Avocado Street and 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 everything yeah. there. Yeah, and and you know, part of part of me looks at this and, and and says, "Huh, this would have been a great place to drop that highway below ground because this is undeveloped real estate." Like I said, you know, for years we've talked about what would be best with economic development, and to me, you know, exactly what you're talking about—that parcel of land—and it's a substantial amount of land has really gone underutilized, and we have really not utilized the river as a source of of recreation the way I think people would like us to have to have done. I mean, you know, the riverfront park is one thing, but that's really all we have other than, you know, rail railroad tracks from, you know, the behind the hall of fame. We haven't used the riverfront in the way that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. The Marina to me is a, is a really cool idea and tie that into, into a housing uh, situation. I think it's a very good idea for the North end. It, the railroad tracks are actually a benefit in that location because, you know, uh, south of the Memorial Bridge, the, you know, the, the tracks separate the water from any activity. This end, you know, the, the tracks are closer to 91, and you've got free access. The marina would be great. We envision people being able to rent boats and jet skis and that kind of stuff. There's a, there's a restaurant there we're suggesting with in and outdoor seat, you know, seating and dining. I think it's a really great concept, and the courthouse could spawn all of that if we move it. Decam in the trial courts hopefully are on board with that, and uh, we can make this happen in four short years. This is Peter Pignelli on the phone. What would be the next? So you make this proposal yesterday. What's the next process to move this thing along? Obviously, you know, this doesn't, you know, shovels aren't in the ground tomorrow, but obviously there's a, a process ahead of you here. What What is the next step? Well, uh, we wrote DCAM in the trial courts yesterday telling him that, you know, if they 
if they believe a new courthouse is needed, and we do, the mayor does, um, you know, city officials certainly do, people that work at the courthouse certainly do, if they determine a, uh, a new courthouse is needed, we're saying this is the land, it's already acquired, we already control it, let's start the permitting uh, process now, and, and, and then we put, uh, you know, shovels in the ground. We've, you know, this is a 100% local effort. Um, you know, Opal Real Estate, which is Peter Pan's real estate arm, would, would manage it, along with Mike Crawley, who's, who you know backs, is yep. one of the best guys in real estate here. Kalo and Beanick would be doing all the architectural work. Fontaine Brothers doing the construction. It's a really cool thing for, for Springfield. And jobs. This, this project would hire at least 400 tradesmen in the area and over a million work hours involved. Wow. Yeah, that's an excellent thing for the city. It's a big deal, man. Yeah, it's a huge deal. And I'm really glad that you've taken the initiative to do this because obviously, you know, with this courthouse situation, the state hasn't stepped in at all other than to say, oh, just uh, put a couple of cans of Lysol in there and you'll be fine with what we have now. Did, did are, are we here in Springfield the only ones that really see the urgency to build a new building? Well, I don't. I don't know if I can answer that question. But <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, for, it's, just it's, from who you've dealt with. I mean, is this? I mean, where the funding is coming from somewhere to to build this thing. I mean, it, it's not but, just. It's not. It's going to be a public public funded thing as well, right? We're suggesting a public private partnership. Right. We'll yeah. build it and lease it back to the state, or if they just want to buy the the whole land in concept, that's okay with us too. Whatever whatever is best. Well, a couple of things to think about. First of all. They're going to spend $100 million to try to clean what is, I describe as a sick building. That's nuts because that's 50% of the project right. almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for a new courthouse, you could have a brand new building if they invest a bit more. Um, the other thing that's, that this parcel has, which is very unique, is 700 parking spots in downtown Springfield. Where are you going to find that anywhere else? You, you know, you, you, that's a really, really good point. Yeah, and the other you know, part of it is when, when we were first talking about the, uh, the courthouse needing to be replaced and people were thinking, well, where do you put it? You know, where does it go? Do you knock down the old place, build up a new place? You're talking about uh, a site that is literally a 15-minute walk from the old site. You know, it's a, right. You're not talking about, you know, having to push this into – uh, you know, at the Eastfield Mall or some other area of, of, of town, it's really within within the frame of, of downtown Springfield. So, I mean, it, 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 this makes perfect sense to me where you're, where you're putting this. And to have available parking and a place to go, I think, is, is, a, is a, a perfect idea of, uh, of, from, uh, about this. Now, the restaurant you're talking about, do you know anything about restaurants? Well, I know the Yee family, and they sure yeah. do. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we've been great partners. So yeah. we're building a restaurant at Thirty One Elm Street, which is on the way now. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna build. Listen, they have the boathouse in South Hadley. They're they're familiar with putting restaurants on the water. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah we'll do a pretty cool restaurant there. And you, you're so fly, you never land. You see what I did there? I see what you're doing. He's absolutely Peter, right, though. That was a Peter Pan reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 There you go. I'm wondering, I, I, I bicycle every day at Forest Park, and right next to the Little League field with your name on it, 
could we build a new stadium in that area and attract a minor league baseball team? Well, that's that's Forest Park land, so no. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, in, w- with you know the the area that you're going to develop. Well, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, th- listen. Years ago, we talked about that land. I, I you know, listen. Uh, I'm not old enough to remember Pynchon Park, but it was somewhere in that location. Well, and there was also the co- the, the conversation during the, uh, the the Mike Albano years about the uh, about the plaza in the in the North End too. And that yeah. uh, that didn't work out. I mean, maybe that could happen down the road. But I think you know, like any development project, four hundred seventy-five million dollars only going to get you so far here. Mm-hmm. I think one step at a time. This is a really good step, Peter. I I I, I applaud you for for putting this together. Yeah, nice job, man. All right, well, let's continue to promote it, and I think we're going to make it happen. All right, fantastic, Peter Pignelli. Good to talk Great. to you. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, guys. You bet. It's uh, eight twenty. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Peter Pignelli on Rock One Hundred Two. Kansas on Rock 102, the back Steve and Dave. One of the guys in the band had a dad who was like the professor of music at the University of Kansas. That's how come they have all those fancy instruments in there. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Makes you think. Yeah. Apparently that kid was paying attention to uh, I, the old man. I guess. Uh, thanks to uh, to Peter Pignelli for uh, coming on the show today. I think it's a great plan for Springfield. It addresses a lot of needs, and uh, you, you got to give uh, Peter credit for a really good mm-hmm. plan. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good for the city. It absolutely is, especially with uh, all those uh, folks that work in the courthouse. I mean, uh, and they want to get going on this like very quickly. Yeah, like, and it's not. This isn't some like dream ten years down the road. I mean, can you imagine going to work every day in a building that you know is just an absolute mess? You know, an eyesore, Should be probably condemned. unhealthy. I've, I've never, ever experienced that in my life. Can you imagine what it mm. must be like every single day to go into this building <laughs> nope. wondering, am I going to catch something? No am, I gonna, am I going to go home and, hey. uh, and, and start hey. feeling really bad? I know what you're getting at. I'm talking about the courthouse, Steve. I'm, yeah. That's, you well, know, that's it. If you're, that's uh, if you're uh, referencing this place, we have a new table in the break room that ah. we got two months ago. Mm-hmm. Did did you hear me even intimate the idea that I was talking about this place? Not at all. Oh, I, look, didn't, you got, I didn't hear that. You no. Got, listen, uh, just don't trip over the dehumidifier that's taking the mold out of the air as you go upstairs to use that new break room table. Which one? The dehumidifier that's downstairs or upstairs in this building? Uh, the one, both. Because yeah, they're both industrial right, depending strength. On what uh, part yeah, right. of the, which part of the uh, maze of trailers that uh, you have to go through in this building? <laughs> uh, which one of us do you think will get ALS first, by the Actually, way? Actually, I wouldn't even joke about that. Yeah, what a horrible disease. Up, it, it is horrible. It's and, horrible. And it's, it's, I mean... I, it's the most horrifying disease, maybe of all. Cancer's horrible. ALS, the way it robs people of their final years. We, we already got we already got enough diseases around here. Yeah, yeah we don't need, we don't need any, anyone getting sick around here. What uh, we yeah. do need is uh, what? No, I was oh. going to say. You mentioned the courthouse. It was interesting that Mr. Picknelly talked about what is a hundred million dollars they're planning to clean it up, and he said they could just push that over yeah. to our project. And by the way, don't forget the quote deep clean is going on this weekend at a cost of $30,000. Yeah, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that starts today. Mm-hmm. So the courthouse is closed t- today. So if you had the uh, business at the, uh, the yep. courthouse, yep. you're going to have to wait yeah. until it's all bright and shiny so, and clean. Uh, let's just, eat, o- eat off those floors. Right. Let's just say you get yourself involved in some criminal activity. Uh, you're going to be waiting in jail until Tuesday. 
when the when cleaning the court, is done. When the right. cleaning is done That's and the right. court opens back up. Yeah, this, so don't commit any crimes tonight or any time of this weekend because you'll be in there for a while. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 831. News is next to Rock 102. Here's 834. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Lots going on this holiday weekend, including the deep clean at the courthouse and also the portion of Route 202 from South Hadley to Granby. Still closed because of the paving operations going on there. And that will be going on until about 3.30 this afternoon. So bear that in mind. If your travel plans call for a little travel over Route 202 from South Hadley to Granby. Steve, you were saying that the uh, that the cleanup at the courthouse is actually going on a little bit longer than, than uh, we were just talking about? Yeah, I was told uh, by people in the know that uh, the courthouse is closed till Tuesday, so uh, anybody who's being held in jail will have to be held until at least Wednesday. Oh, my God. So this is, um, this is the worst day for yeah. you, for any of you to start committing crimes. Uh, five days over the holiday weekend, they're paying to have people clean, which should be done on a weekly basis. Uh, and it's not even cleaning or removing mold that is literally cleaning that you would do in your house. No, we talked about that earlier this week. We, we ran down the list of things they're cleaning. It's like they're flushing the toilets. They're cleaning they, the, you know. They, they got the cl- trash. They're dusting. Okay. <laughs> but that's just normal cleaning, right? You're going to need a whole lot of Swiffers to clean up that place. Mm-hmm. It's like a yakety yak, don't talk, but you take out the papers in the trash uh, or you don't get your... Uh, well, what? I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. You're spending cash. You're spending cash. Yeah, that's what it was. Very good. Yeah. Don't talk back. No. Yakety yak. Well, don't talk back. Peter Picknelli joined us a few minutes ago, and he was talking about how they're also going to put in $100 million as a long-range cleanup project when that money could just be put into the project well, to redevelop the area that he was proposing. Yeah, the thing is, he's absolutely right about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a waste of yes. time at this point. You know, you know, to, to build a new building and the site he's, that he's proposing is a good, solid site, and it's less than a mile away from the existing courthouse. You know, you can clean all you want that doesn't address the issues of that building. It simply doesn't. And for that expense, it's like, really? There, I mean, to me, that's like you're know, spending nine thousand dollars on the paint for the uh, for that crosswalk right. that we talked about. I got no problem with the crosswalk and no problem with the uh, with the rainbow colors, but yes. nine thousand dollars to paint a to paint a road. I, I just think that's a, that's an outrageous sum of money. This is the same thing. You're paying a ton of cash to clean a building that you can't possibly clean well enough to get rid of all the problems of that building. As for the site. Of the redevelopment of that area, Dom Sarno, the mayor of Springfield, was talking about that site yesterday. And here he is in a clip here. They can't come back at us and say, well, geez, you know, we'd love to do it in Springfield, but we don't have a site. I have a site now. We have a site now. That's what he told the Western Mass News yesterday, along with the fact that, quote, this project would kill three birds with one stone. You know, whenever I slip on a banana peel... The entire world flips over to catch my footing upside down. <laughs> you can see that. The You know, when your rent is due, your landlord receives a notice from me. You better get your ass out of there. There you go. You, you wingnuts are going to have a real problem. You dingbats over yeah, there. The three birds with one stone that the mayor was referring to, the increase of the residential, retail, and recreational potential of a largely desolate section of the city's North Riverfront. This according to a report in westernmassnews.com. The project would include a four-story courthouse, 
an 11-story apartment building with underground parking, 700 new parking spots, and a 50-slip marina with a restaurant on the waterfront. Good luck. We hope that comes to fruition. It's a great idea. Slips? Is it lingerie? Is it? No, no, no. That's where you, where you have the rope from the uh, from the boat uh, to the dock. It's called a slip. That's a slip. That's, That's a what slip. It is? Yeah. I believe. Hmm. Not to be confused with a moor. Uh, yes. <laughs> Boating terms. I just don't know. Well, I, you know, looks. I'm not as nautical as I seem. Longmeadow police arresting a man yesterday. After serving a warrant in Springfield with the help of the Mass State Police Violent Fugitive Apprehension Section and the Springfield Police Department. According to a social media post by Longmeadow Police, Luis Ruiz Agostini of Springfield arrested around 10 o'clock yesterday morning at his home. The arrest warrant was given after an 18-month-long investigation conducted by Longmeadow detectives. He was arraigned on the following charges, six counts of breaking and entering, three counts of larceny, and eight counts of vandalizing property. This at a high-end jewelry store. Well, Or, excuse me, residential burglaries in which he stole jewelry I and money. Gotcha. Damn. That's not the only criminal that we have in our midst. Somebody stole a bunch of chairs from Calabrese Market in West Springfield. Is that the musical chairs tournament this weekend or next? <laughs> yeah, it? but I wasn't. I don't believe it was at the Calabrese Market. <laughs> Good detective work, though, Steve. Maybe that's what's going on here. No, they do have a picture of the guy caught on the security camera outside Calabrese Market in Delhi, and according to the owner Tony Calabrese, he told Western Mass News that a guy just walked up, stacked all the chairs in a pile off the patio, and drove away with them. In his 2016 silver Honda CRV with a hatchback. The 12 that's chairs a, t- cost a total of $1,000, by the way. That's a lot of chairs to fit in the back of an, uh, what is it? It's a Honda CRV hatchback, yeah. 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 It's uh, I mean, a CRV is a decent uh, sized vehicle for cargo, but that many chairs? That just seems like a oh, lot. Oh, you'd have to you know, put the seats down, probably yeah. stack them up. Maybe not even close close the hatchback. Who well, knows? You know, the, the Calabrese Market is a, is a pretty cool place. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to struggle to find a place to sit down? I mean, I know they got replacement chairs, but... Yeah, you know, with a holiday weekend, people are going to want their chairs back well, you know, for their parties and stuff. And maybe they'll get them back because Tony Calabrese is offering a $500 reward for anyone who might have information. Again, the picture of the guy right there on westernmassnews.com. You know, if I had $500 of reward money, I'd probably buy $500 worth of sandwiches and salads from Calabrese and you say, go. you know what? There you go. Give me 15 porchetta sandwiches. You're making me hungry now. I'm going to have to go down there at some point. Yeah, I might go over there now and uh, you know when we're done with the show and buy lunch anyway yeah. just to support that's the, the uh, market. That's the uh, slow roasted carved pork loin loaded with caramel caramel caramelized onions and mm. balsamic glaze. Nice. I like a balsamic glaze. I bet you do. Yeah. Am I the only one who's terribly aroused right now mm-hmm. just thinking about that sandwich? Especially when you said balsamic. Balsamic vinegar glazed Got some Connecticut criminals, too. <laughs> like a donut. <laughs> I'll glaze that up, too. I want to decorate you like a toaster strudel. Hee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> First story about the Connecticut criminals. Yes. From Ludlow. Yes. 40-year-old Peter Capiche from Middletown. And 34-year-old San Miguel Baez Infante of New Britain. 
were growing marijuana in Ludlow. Detectives locating the several marijuana grow rooms with the large ventilation systems, the fans, the heaters, the thermometers, and the fertilizers. And so these guys were busted, charged with cultivation and possession of marijuana in Ludlow. Damn. Or Ludlow. It's definitely Ludlow. What's going on with Ludlow? Ludlow seems to have this uptick in crime and, 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 th- and like uh, drug busts and DUIs. I don't know. I'll tell you, I, you know, I spent a good deal of time in, uh, in Ludlow getting the, uh, the bacon hash at uh, Evan's Egg House. Oh, yeah. I see no problem in Ludlow at all. Maybe I'm hanging out in the, in the wrong sections. But there's some very nice sections of Ludlow. I just I, I don't know what's going on over there. Another Connecticut man in trouble. Fanye Javes de Lima of East Hartford facing one count of attempted human smuggling. Apparently, he'd been doing this for 20 years. Mm. Smuggling people from Brazil into the United States illegally. He was arrested earlier this week. He, uh, he smuggled a Brazilian people in there. How many is a Brazilian? A lot. A lot. And eight new monkeypox cases have been confirmed in the Bay State. Western Mass News catching up with immunologist and professor of pharmacology, Clinton Mathias, for an explanation. People who get monkeypox, you know, they can either develop a rash um, that may come on soon after exposure, maybe a few days later. And uh, infection is spread either via contact with the rash uh, or through any kinds of fluids or respiratory secretions. Hate to hear the word secretions, but there it is. From Clinton Mathias, the immunologist and professor of pharmacology at Western New England University, as he was uh, telling Western Mass News yesterday. I wish I had worn a condom. I don't think that would save you. You don't think so? Not from the monkeypox. I've uh, been hanging out at the monkey bars. I'm sure, I, you, sure you have. That's where I picked up uh, bubbles. <laughs> Wait, I thought you said it was... <laughs> what was the name you gave us two hours ago? You gave us a different name for nibbles. your monkey. Nibbles. Nibbles the monkey, yes. Uh, then Bubbles. Uh, uh, bubbles and Nibbles. I get, they, they, there's two monkeys. <laughs> Maybe it's his yeah. middle name. It's her, uh, it's her twin sister. <laughs> nibbles, Bubbles, Nagel. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they said, uh, would you like to blow bubbles? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the name of my monkey. Hey. Yeah, hey, about that. kidding me? It's 844 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Hi. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850 and uh, ACDC on Rock 102. Yeah, it's going to be low 90s for the highs today. Rain tonight. A couple of thunderstorms. Then tomorrow, maybe some severe thunderstorms. But the rest of the weekend looks good. Uh, including uh, Monday, right? Monday looks like a good yep, day. Yep, yeah, yep. perfect night to go out to, to uh, the Riverfront Park, watch the Fourth uh, of July fireworks by uh, the Memorial Bridge. Yeah, good, uh, good display from the Gruchis over there. It's really cool. They shoot everything off the off the bridge. If you've never been, I saw some story, and went on, uh, that someone was saying that there could be as many as a hundred thousand people watching that fireworks display. I find that hard to imagine. But that's what they were they were projecting. Oh, really? Hundred thousand. That's a lot of damn people. Yeah, I maybe I was reading. Maybe it's a different Springfield, Massachusetts. But that's what I was reading with uh, music from Bruce Springsteen, Queen, John Mellencamp, and more of our classic rock superstars accompanying 
the fireworks from the Gucci brothers. You know, a 4,000 shell display in Springfield and not involving a gang fight. That's that's impressive. Yeah, that is, that's very that's, impressive. That's the best part about mm-hmm. it. But yet, there will be Lee Greenwood. That too. And Neil Diamond and Ray Charles, along with that classic rock that I mentioned. Yeah, I had no problem with, uh, with Ray Charles. I love Ray Charles, but uh, this is just... Man, this is... And, and, and there's so many better songs out there that could be chosen for patriotic I know. Uh, thing, except for this piece of crap. Do you remember? You, you, don't, you don't have to sing. I don't, I don't know the lyrics. Did Lee Green want to have another hit in his entire career? Yeah, he had, uh, he had that other one. Uh, which one was that? Yep, that's exactly the one. <laughs> and yet, he's got 31 million plays on Spotify. Oh, he uh, he does the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'm proud to be an American. At least I know I'm free. And I don't break People love this. They love this. They love Lee Greenwood for this. They don't know any other song by Lee Greenwood. Uh, when this one comes out... You see tears. You see people swaying. Uh, they hold up their Bic lighters in the air. Mm-hmm. He sings the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Uh, Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I O U. Yeah, uh, all classics. Ring on her finger and time on her hands. And then this. And then the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Nice. Anyhow, uh, uh, yeah. It, it, uh, <laughs> You know what you should do sometime? You should try to sing a song but sound really obnoxious while doing it. Uh, oh, I'll just sing this song. It practically <laughs> obnoxifies itself. Hey, uh, a week from tomorrow, July 9th, in Southwick, it's the uh, WIC 338 Southwick Nationals. Uh, we talked to uh, the guy down there uh, this week. It's going to be a huge event, and we actually have Tickets to the uh, WIC 338 Southwick Nationals on uh, on the 9th, uh, 10th caller, and 11th caller at 293-1021. You can go there in your pickup truck full of flags and uh, hanging out the back and uh, play, blasting this song. I love this land. God bless the 338. <laughs> Color 10 and 11 right now. By the way, uh, tickets are available for everybody else at wick338.com. But again, call our 1011-293-1021. It's 855 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102.